0: Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every Single month. We have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 103. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode. If you've been here before and you're back, well... Thank you. I love you. I love you deeply. Thank you for always coming back to the show. If you are new to the show, welcome to the party. Uh, We are here to talk about social media, all things social media, always trying to give you some good tips and advice on social media marketing and content and talk to interesting people that can help with your, not only your marketing, but honestly some really cool business chat as well. So I am always excited to welcome a new guest and today uh, is no different. Here in a few minutes, you are going to hear from my guest Alexa Colley, who is talking specifically about top marketing tips for wellness brands. So, if you are a wellness brand, you are in luck today, my dear. It is your episode. So, we will get to my chat with Alexa here in just a few minutes. I am um, here in my home office recording, per usual. My daughter Romy is. Um, my daughter Romy is back here sitting, uh, painting, while I'm recording. You lean in here and say hi. Hi. So um just in case, hang on, Rose. <laughs> just in case someone doesn't know if they haven't met you or heard you on the show before, tell everybody what grade you're in.
1: I'm in second.
0: Yeah. And you how are you feeling about homeschool this year? Good. Good? Am I an okay teacher? I mean, <laughs> most of the time. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Tell everybody what you're doing back there. You're painting. Yeah, you're painting. It's very beautiful. Okay. I love you. Bye. <laughs> um, my little My little work partner here today. Okay. So before we get into the chat with Alexa to help you with marketing for your wellness brand, I have to talk about what's happening right now as I'm recording. So as I'm recording, it's Monday, October 4th. And um, at this moment, um, Instagram and Facebook and I think WhatsApp, although it doesn't really affect me as much, but they're down and it's been down for hours. <laughs> I mean, hours, like, I don't know. What time is it now? 2.22. Ooh, make a wish. Make a wish, Rome's. It's 2.22. <laughs> we always make a wish on the angel numbers. Um, so I don't know. It's been down for like five hours it's been most of the day. Okay. So I bring this up because it's another opportunity to talk about emailing. (laughs) Look, bottom line, we talk about social media on the show. I love social media. If you know me, you know that. I think social media is crucial to every business right now in 2021. I think it's here to stay. I think it's awesome. It has provided this great life for my family. It has done such cool things for me personally and so many people that I know. My clients are, are using social media to grow and to interact with their community. Like, it's good. It's all good. This is a good thing. We love social media. We are not here to bash it ever. No haters. but. Sometimes the shit messes up a little, okay? <laughs> like maybe a few times a year, there's a day like today where it just do not wanna work. I don't know. I don't know how they do their thing. I don't know how they make Instagram work. I don't know how they make Facebook work, but it's not working today. And because of that, I wanted to honestly talk about email marketing with you for just a few minutes, okay? Because look, here's the thing as much as we all love social media, um, you know, we need to have an additional way to reach our people. And if you have people on an email list, your existing customers and clients, potential customers and clients, um, anyone in your network that wants to keep up with you, you know, these things, it, it, it it's so valuable. It's so valuable to have that way to reach people. And I don't mean just on a day like today, just cause Instagram and Facebook aren't working. I mean, any old time, you know. It's it's kind of like what the the people in finance say. You know, like you want to diversify your portfolio. It's very similar, right? With marketing your business. So while social media is a huge part of marketing our businesses these days, and it's extremely important, and it also can be super fun. Let's be honest. You don't want to like only have one way to reach people ever, right? If there was somebody important in your life like super important in your life, you probably have a phone number and an email address. Or maybe you have a phone number and you know their are a real life address if it's your cousin or something. Like, you know, you want to have multiple touch points, right? So here's the deal. If you don't already have an email list, doing it is not that hard. And I'm just going to tell you right now, here's some free advice. So just get ready. gonna tell you exactly what to do. If you don't have an email list and you've never done this before for your business or like it's been forever and it's like your account died, you know, years ago or whatever, go to MailChimp.com and know they don't pay me, but MailChimp, give me a call, honey, because we can do some business together and set up an account. They do have a free plan and then they have paid plans. This is very common for these types of service providers to have a free option and then paid options, right? So if you're just starting and you want to start free, fine, start free. Do what you got to do for your business, but just do it. And you want to follow their instructions. It's pretty easy to follow and see, you know, follow the yellow brick road, right? Just kind of go by the guidelines and do what you need to do to go ahead and set up your account, put in all your business information, do all the things. I use MailChimp for my own email list. I also use MailChimp for multiple clients of ours. Three clients, maybe four use MailChimp. And then I have like one client that uses constant contact. Um, I just happen to really love MailChimp. So go in there, create your account. That's your first step, right? All right. Next, to get people to join your email list. Now, some you might just be able to already have on there, right? Because you may, you know, your own clients and and people that you actually know and that you exchange emails with already um, might want to be on your email list just because they care about what's going on in your world and your business, right? But anyone that isn't as much in your close network and you want to get them to join your email list, what you can do is you can create what we call a freebie, right? Or an offer or whatever. But it's free and it's something that you create, something of value, something educational, something cool, something interesting. And you make it, essentially, you create it and you offer it. You say, when you join my email list, you get this thing right? It's an incentive to join the email list. It's, it's like a thank you. It's like you join my email list and because of that, I'm giving you this green widget or whatever, right? And you don't have to actually like send people shit. Like this is like digital stuff. So you're going to go into Canva and I actually am an affiliate for Canva. So if you want to try Canva Pro for 30 days for free, please go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. It's the best tool ever um go into canva and create you a nice little freebie so like for me one of mine right now is um i think it's uh, 10 content ideas for instagram reels it's a list of 10 ideas that people can create their instagram reels videos about that way it helps people kind of get brainstorming gets them started with some ideas for that content right and it's free and all they have to do to get it is click on this little thing on my website or in my bio and then boom they join my email list they get their free content ideas and then they're on your list and you're good to go so same thing you're going to go into Canva you're going to create your freebie whatever it is that you offer people you're going to make something cute you're going to give them some tips you're going to maybe maybe if you have a little ebook that you wrote one time you want to give that away whatever it is something that people want and you offer that up and you tell people about it on social media and you say I'm giving you this for free when you join my email list. Click here, click wherever. That's it. And then on the email side, on the Mailchimp side, you actually have to go in and set up a sign up form. You have to set up a little bit of automation, which is like magic. Automation is honestly just like magic. It's so great <laughs> because you can set it up to where when people click on this link and they fill out your little sign up form, that it automatically emails that person saying, hi, welcome to my email list, you know, whatever. And it gives them the freebie. Like it's down, they download it. Like it sends them an email and like your document or whatever you made is attached and they can download it and get it right then. And then they're on your list and they get your emails regularly, which hopefully you're sending out an email once a week. Okay. That's it. Like that's how the process works. It's not that difficult. You can get more complex. You can do email sequences. You can do campaigns. I mean, there's all kinds of cool, fun stuff. That's something that in my company in Fun Love Media that we actually do. We do emails for some of the clients and, um, you know, you, you want to send them out regularly and be super consistent and all these things. So, um, but just to get started, that's all you gotta do. Set up the MailChimp account, you know, get everything going, create your freebie offer in Canva, tell people about it, <laughs> keep spreading the word. Don't just say it once. That's not enough. You got to like talk about that shit over and over. And boom, you're starting to build an email list. And when you're giving people a really good reason to join it, you're going to have people join at a faster rate. I learned that the long and hard way. <laughs> I didn't have a good enough reason for people to join for years. I just didn't really give it the love and attention I should have. And I learned from from that of what works and what doesn't, kind of some trial and error. So you want really want to make sure it's something you think people are going to really want. So please, 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 it, you know, give the email stuff some love. Make sure and include it in your schedule for your marketing for your business. If you already have it set up, great. But here's the thing. If it's not growing, just at least gradually. It doesn't have to be dramatic numbers. You don't have to have 20 new subscribers every week if you're a really small business, right? But, you know, you want it to gradually grow and if that's not happening that means either one people don't want your offer like it's not something that they value enough that they would sign up your email list for or two they don't know about it cuz you're probably not talking about it regularly all right so please keep all that in mind i hope it's helpful i hope you get in there and you set up your email marketing and you start sending out your emails as this nice combo to go with your social media marketing cuz it's really the perfect marriage and on a day like today, it comes in really handy, but you can just send an email to everybody and say, hey, just checking in since Facebook and Instagram are being weird. And <laughs> in fact, I think I'm going to do that to my list here in just a few minutes. All right. I'm uh, done chatting with you for, for right now. I want to shut my mouth so next you can hear all the marketing tips for your wellness brand from Miss Alexa Colley. Today's guest is a wellness industry marketing expert. She started her career in 2013 working for Lululemon and learned very quickly that the fitness industry is unlike any other. In addition to Lululemon, she has worked with SoulCycle on marketing for 26 of their studios. She's the proud CEO of Forever Friday Consulting, a marketing consultancy in the health and wellness space, and she recently started the Friday Society Podcast as a resource for every fit pro to learn, ask questions, and feel part of a large Community. When she's not working, you'll find her hanging out with her boyfriend and her pup in Brooklyn. And a fun fact: this is amazing. She decided to combat her fear of flying by taking flying lessons. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Alexa Colley.
1: Thank you so much. I love that
0: intro. <laughs> well, Okay, we have to talk about the flying lessons first. Like, <laughs> sorry, it's like totally not our conversation. But this is amazing. So how did? How was that?
1: I, I, it was phenomenal. It was the scariest thing I think I've ever done. I was shaking and my hands were sweating the whole time, but it was so liberating and so cool. Um, highly suggest for anybody who is curious about it or yeah,
0: (laughs) that that's really cool. And that's a, that's really courageous too. Cause I mean, if that's a big fear when somebody's afraid of flying, which I kind of am too, um, that, is hard to like deal with. And the fact that you're like, okay, screw it. We're just going to go in here and learn how to do it. So then maybe you won't be so scared. So did it help learning?
1: It helps a lot. So I, this is so interesting. So I'm, I'm 30 and I vaguely remember when we were, I don't even, it was like 2008 or nine or something. And there was an Air France crash. Like, I just, I vaguely remember, I like barely remember the details, but anyway, I had to fly to France for work. And I had to fly, you know, overseas and I've gone to Europe before I've gone to Asia before, like, but there was something about this one flight that was just really freaking me out. I was like, I have to go to France by myself overnight. You know, like I feel okay if I'm flying and I can see if it's like daytime, but something about like nighttime over the ocean, I was like freaked out. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I think that I'm scared because I actually, this like, sounds crazy to admit. I was like, I think that I don't quite fully understand exactly how planes work, like mechanically. And I would, I would like to understand that. And that's just like me. It's just who I am. I'm like, if I don't know how this works, like I need to understand it. So I was like, you know what, what better thing than to just literally learn how flying a plane works. Yes. Um, and so I took lessons and yeah, it was so scary and so much fun and definitely, it definitely, it helped if for no other reason than I was like, if I'm not going down in this small thing, then I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs>
0: that is so cool so, you know that yeah. that's amazing um i have a friend her name is kelly rizzo and she's eat travel rock on instagram but she okay. so part of her thing is travel but she says the same thing like she didn't take flying lessons but she um used to be very scared and then she researched and she read a book and she learned all these things and then she even just interviewed a pilot the other day so she's oh, trying cool. to now help ease everybody else's fears so i think it's yeah. cool that there's people like you guys out there like trying to you know like Cause I think like, right. The unknown, like that's yeah. scary. No matter yeah. what, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I would love to talk to her too. Cause I just think, I mean, that's, it, it's so true. It's just like this. We all think something bad is going to happen because it's just not how we travel every day, right. you know? So it's like, we think it's like a one in a million thing, but it's right. not like, there's like 150,000 flights or something that land safely every single day. And it's like, the more you start to contextualize that, the more you're just like, Oh, Oh. okay. So like driving my car is actually the most dangerous thing I do.
0: (laughs) Right. 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 You
1: just don't think about it that way.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So, and I love our connection with um, Peloton and you also, you worked with SoulCycle, which Mm -hmm. I started, which is probably a lot of Peloton people's stories. I started going by going to SoulCycle, like with spinning and things by going to SoulCycle classes, because I saw it on the Real Housewives (laughs) years ago, uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm just being real. And I was like, that (laughs) place looks like fun. This is amazing. Right. And you know, as a marketer of Of them and of that industry. Um, it is really cool. And so anyway, that's, that's what I did. I took the classes and then, um, it wasn't convenient because of the location. So then of course the opportunity to have a Peloton in the house came and, you know, I took it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so that must've been really exciting. I'm sure you've done a lot of really exciting work in, in that fitness industry.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And soul cycle. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, like it is fun. It is just, you have so much fun in that room and, seeing you know how many people it impacted and how many people left the studio feeling phenomenal and excited and like just that post ride you know like ecstasy feeling you have of like we were all in the room together and the music was great and yeah there's really there's nothing like it but yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no it's really cool i think that's really neat you got to have that experience with them um okay so We're going to break down your top three tips, uh, marketing Mm -hmm. tips for wellness brands, because you're Mm -hmm. specifically helping. And I love that. I've never had someone on the show that specializes in the wellness brands and what exactly you do. So I absolutely love it. And I'm ready to dive in to your three tips. So let's, (laughs) let's get started.
1: Amazing. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the wellness industry for me, it's just, I found myself very, very lucky in Lululemon was my first job the day after I graduated, the day after I graduated college. So I just definitely fell into the industry and I'm incredibly happy that I did, but it is, I like to help out, you know, smaller health and wellness brands because it is like you said, it's an industry that is just not like many other industries and there's a few specific things. So, okay. We can just get straight into them. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, number one, my number one tip, and this really applies to every single small health small brand, um, that it is cover your mission statement. So, you know, a lot of people hear that and they think like, okay, great. So I'm gonna say, like, I have a podcast to help women, and it's like, that's cool, but what exactly what specifically can we talk about within that? You know what I mean? So I always like to say what you do, why you do it, and what people can expect once they've worked with you is the most important thing that you can kind of identify. So I always really like to say, you know, people don't buy paint. They buy painted walls, which is like a Simon Sinek quote, which I love. And it is... It's so true though, right? It's like, you don't buy, you don't buy a house. You buy your life in that house. You don't buy, like, there's so many things. You don't buy the clothes. You buy how you think you're going to feel when you're wearing the clothes. Like people are always buying the feeling from you and not even buying, but like they're buying into that. So even like hitting play on a podcast, you know what I mean? Like they're playing, they're hitting play because they want to already have internalized the information that you're giving them through the next 45 minutes. So, I think the most important thing that you can do within your mission statement is just really considering exactly who you want people to be once they're done with your product.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. And then, <laughs> and you know what that's not always easy to do. We, like I think nope. I this might be a way to put it like for me just from what I used to experience whenever I before I got a little bit better at that mm. is is like I would make too many assumptions. Like, mm-hmm. surely everybody understands what I'm doing. And surely yeah. y'all under y'all get my services or whatever. But yeah, not really. Like you need to make it clear.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brittany, no, you totally you nailed it. It's I always say, like, pretend you're speaking to aliens. Literally, like Ooh, we yes. just have to like pretend you're speaking to aliens because we are in our businesses how many hours a day? 10, 12, like. 24/ 7 we're in our businesses literally constantly that we assume other people understand what we have going on. and like that is just it's just not the case. Like we need to remind people the very, very specific instances of exactly what's going on, but in a way that feels concise and sort of, you know, packaged up with a pretty little bow on it.
0: Right. Right. You're buying the painted walls. I love that so much. Okay. So cover your mission statement. This is so good. Okay. By the way, everybody, I hope you're taking notes. Cause this is some good <laughs> stuff for real. I'm, I'm taking
1: notes. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. you know, every now and again, I'm like, have I redone my stuff in a while? Because I think I, I know you're like making me think like, Oh crap.
0: Okay. I need to go do this. Um, okay. So now number two,
1: Okay. Number two is that you need to create your brand filter. So that is your fonts, your colors with your hex IDs, because you need to be incredibly specific about them and your super basic mood board of what you're going for. Right. And this definitely does pertain to the mission statement thing. It pertains to how you want people to feel. And I think you guys will probably, you know, start to notice the little trend here that a lot of this is about the way people feel when they interact with your brand but the basic mood board is incredibly important, right? Like throw in the adjectives of what mood you're trying to convey. So some examples, let's say of even soul cycle would have been joyful, inspiring, you know, community, like fun, like all these things I would say really, really just actually think about the adjectives of how you want people to feel, Um, and have this list on you at all times. Like it really, it should be something that I advise a lot of my clients to do is putting their five core values and their five adjectives on a post-it on their laptop. And every single thing you do, like if you are a small business, no matter who you are, if you're someone, whatever, like whatever you're trying to be in your life, it doesn't even matter if you're a small business, right? It could be like you as a human, like maybe your core values are like faith, fun, um, you know, like warmth, like whatever, whatever your core values are, you put them on a post it and you have them so that at all times you are reminding yourself, like, this is what I should be doing, or this is what my brand should be emulating so that when you go to write an email, when you go to put up your social media posts, when you go to quickly edit your website, before you do something, you look back at that and you say to yourself, does what I'm about to put out relate to my core values as a brand or as a person? Is that what I want to convey? And then you can kind of second guess yourself. And it's just, you know, it's your own little like uh, accountability checker of like, is my brand what I want my brand to be today. And is that coming through in the content and all the things that I'm putting out?
0: That is, so, that is so good. That's such good advice <laughs> to like the, the five and like have them somewhere readily available to read them and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's a huge thing. I know, like I run a membership for small business owners for social media marketing. And that's I so. know for sure that's, something that's going to be beneficial to them and people like them, because that's like a deeper look right at your brand Mm -hmm. and at your messaging and all that stuff. And not everybody just knows that stuff, right? Like that's, it's, it's kind of hard to, but when you say it the way you said it, it's really simple. So at least it's not like overwhelming for someone to
1: do those things. Mm -hmm. Like it's
0: pretty simple, you know, super
1: simple. It is. Honestly, it's one of the first things that I do with every single one of my clients. I do it in, I have a course for online fitness professionals and studio owners, and it's literally, I put up a list of about a hundred adjectives and I just put it up, put on some music and I say, pull out 20 that stick out at you right and then they were like okay great and then they're feeling good and i'm like okay cool cut out 10 and they're like oh no <laughs> and i'm like great now cut out five more and i'm like these are your non-negotiables of your brand and these are the things that you have come here to do and like this like this is it's your contract with yourself of like this is what i want my brand to be and it's that simple it's five words but it is it it speaks to exactly who you want to be showing up as
0: right that is so smart. And so, okay. So to, to just one more question I have about this, cause I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of like what people listening might, might want to know. Um, so you said you could write down like your, the f- five adjective five adjectives, I'm sorry, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also five core values. Can you like help someone that is confused between distinguishing totally. like the two, like how they can kind of tell they're going in the right direction on those?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, Okay. Well, okay. Let's do this then. Let's like kind of workshop it. What is, what's the core basis of your podcast and like what you want people to get from it?
0: Well, education, but social media marketing Mm -hmm. education.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So education definitely is number one. Um, what's another word? Like friendliness, it seems like probably because like I've listened to so many episodes and they're phenomenal. And it's like, you get education while also feeling like it's fun and like you're friends with people, right? Right. So like, we've got like education, we've got fun. Um, you've got like business advice, like straight business advice. So that, I mean that like, it doesn't have to be like a straight adjective like that. That's another one. So that kind of is even like just starting the process. So I would say little thing, like you think about, it's a good example. I mean, I feel it's like soul cycle. let's pick Lululemon, for example, like every Lululemon ad that everyone who's listening has ever seen, if it, whether it's social media or something like that their brand filter is so perfectly defined that every single image you ever see from Lula, and it doesn't feel like that, right? Because it just feels like any other picture, right? And then you really look at it and you're like, oh, okay, great. So like all of these people are active. They seem like pretty down to earth and like fun people, you know, like it's, They seem like they're put together and it's a little bit luxurious. Definitely the price point is high. So we've got that like luxury aspect of it, but we've got the functional aspect of it too, right? Like you've got people with their backpacks and their bags and everything seems like very intricately designed. So we've got function, we've got community, we've got activity, we've got luxury, like those words, when you pull them together and you look at any single Lululemon website, webpage, social media posts, anything like that. I guarantee you every single image will portray all of those values. Nice. Is that helpful? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that like, no, that's okay. totally
0: helpful. I just, and then like, if, yeah. Okay. No, no, that's, that's perfect. That's a great example. Cause so many people are familiar with that. So if somebody actually wants a visual, you can go look, go look on Instagram right now, but no, that's perfect. I'm just trying to make sure that everybody understands what you mean. Cause, cause that tip of writing those things down is is so, so good. I'm totally doing that. Um, Okay. We've had number one, number two. Now we're at number
1: three. Yeah. Okay. So number three is focus on hospitality. I will say it time and time again, like great marketing is great hospitality. I am always going to be a fan of grassroots marketing over digital marketing. And I think that's not at all saying that you can have one without the other. You absolutely need both. But you need to also always consider that the person on the other end of the phone is a person, like the person on the other side of your computer is literally a human being. And we need to start relating to people as human beings and not as follower counts. And this many people like my Instagram post and this many comments because they're all human beings and a way to sort of contextualize, you know, kind of what I'm saying is like, think of, let's say you're trying to sell a $10 product on your Instagram, right? Like, let's say you've been building a brand for a while, really excited about something. You're like, I'm going to sell this $10 workbook, whatever it's going to be. Think about the followers you have, right? Like a lot of people are always like, Oh, I only have, you know, I only have 500 followers. Like I don't have a business yet. Right. Something like that. Let's, instead of thinking about these people as followers, think about them as people that are walking through your door. If you had brick and mortar store, right? Like if you had 500 people walking into your store to buy this one $10 product, you'd be sitting pretty for the day. It'd be very exciting. That'd be a really good day for your business. So it is something that I always kind of like to tell my clients and to really think about is like, you know, a few, like a handful of clients can literally make or break your business. So we really need to start talking to people as if they aren't true human beings. So, you know, it just, it all comes down to like, people just want to buy from other people. They want to know who you are. So being a human and having this sort of hospitality aspect means shy away maybe from like the canned email that MailChimp is providing you already with the fake copy. Why don't we instead add in a little bit about you as a human, like what your weekend looked like, the things that you really love and things that people can really start to relate to because we don't relate to computers anymore. (laughs) Like we really need to start to relate to people as they are. And like the personal touch and you know, we want to buy from people that feel passionately about their businesses and feel passionately about their customers. So we have to start doing a little bit more of that.
0: Right. Oh, I love that one so much. So, so much. I mean, it's so important and it's crazy because, because there's still so, so many businesses out there that, that I run into, like for, cause I'm just mm. like, we're doing social media management work. And like you're mm-hmm. saying about showing up, you know, having that personal touch, you know, showing your face, there's just different mm-hmm. examples of how you can do that in your, in your marketing. And, and it's, it's interesting how many businesses still haven't transitioned into that vibe yet. Um, know. you know, so we got to keep talking about it because it really know. is. And
1: the stock photos and the quotes and yeah. I'm like, that's it's, it go, it definitely, there's a time and a place. And like, I, most of my Instagram feed is quotes from podcasts and things that like, I want to tell people, but there is also like, that does mean that I'm going to show my face on stories at least a few times a week so that people remember who I am, you know? And it is, it's like that coupled with the brand filter, right? Of Like your images and your colors and your logos, like, after a little bit of time, people are going to know exactly who you are. They're going to know they see a post that has like these certain colors, and then I'm on my stories. Like they're going to know that it's me talking to them, and exactly what they can count on me for.
0: Right. Well, and I love that you touched on the on like kind of like the two sides of of your brand in in that the the aesthetics and the act, the brand filter and the fonts and the colors and all of that. And also the, the deeper stuff and the core values on that, because when you marry those two together, obviously, as you know, it's, it's like magic, it's magic. the most exciting thing ever. But when you just yep. have one or the other, I mean, the deeper stuff, it, it probably technically like matters more, I guess, if you had to wait, vote, but, but without the brand filter, it mm-hmm. just doesn't have that extra Oh, so you know it's
1: yeah, I love it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm just I'm a big fan of like stand on the shoulders of giants, right? And like let's look at companies like Drybar and cycle and Lululemon and like yes. You know, like I'm just trying to think of like, like Glossier. Like any of these like big huge companies that have a very clear image. Like the aesthetics are so clearly defined. We know exactly, you can say the word soul cycle and pretty much anybody listening, you can envision any soul cycle. There's over a hundred studios, but you can still envision it in your head, right? Like it is white, there's some marble, there's like the pops of yellow, there's probably an orchid on the desk. There's like, you know, like you know the clothes are gonna be lined up very, very clean. Like you just know exactly what it looks like. Right. But then, like you're saying, the deeper stuff is in the class. It's the instructor who is incredibly motivating and touches on things that make you want to cry. <laughs> Like, (laughs) that's not because the lobby is really pretty. It's because they're really touching on their community and, you know, the motivation behind working out for people, whether it's, you know, mental clarity or aesthetically driven or strength driven, like those are the deeper sort of core values. So I think companies like that are always really great to sort of just look at and understand how they're hitting, they're hitting all the marks.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I love it. I'm so glad you talked about those too. I think that, um, a lot of people that I see, um, whether I've worked with them or just looking around on social media, like they don't always have both, you know, sometimes somebody's really got the hang of the brand filter and like, is looking good and flying. You're totally recognizing their stuff, but then you're kind of still like, now, what, what are you doing? What do you do? You know, or, or vice versa. So yeah, both of them together is just like me. So, okay. I have, I just have a question. Cause I was thinking about some people that I know that are fitness professionals, like independently, um, you know, doing their own thing. There's one friend I'm thinking of. And so I'm asking this kind of like on her behalf coming <laughs> from her position. Like, what do you think about, what are your just general thoughts and opinions on social media, um, content from a fitness professional. So say they do like group, um, fitness classes and coaching, even personal training, whatever, and they're creating content for social, of course. What do you, how do you feel about that? Whenever they're sharing workout videos and whatnot, like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you see Mm -hmm. that kind of thing? Like I do, I feel like I see that a lot. Yes. I feel like sometimes when somebody posts, one of their, they're showing you a workout, right? Maybe it's even yeah. just an Instagram reels video and it's only 30 seconds long or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, yes, like uh, watching yeah. it makes you feel the way it should. But then sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's working. Like what's, what's yeah. missing there?
1: I, I'm not a huge fan of, and I, I apologize for anyone listening who takes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of people posting workout videos on their Instagram feed. I think it happens a lot too. It It happens happens a lot. lot. The, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the probability that somebody that's scrolling their Instagram feed is actually at the gym and ready to work out with you (laughs) is very low, Yes, very low. And if they are at the gym, they already know what they're doing to work out. So it's kind of, I always just like, why? Like the probability of me saving a video to my Instagram and then using my, my phone when I go to the gym to work out is minimal. It's like 1%, like definitely probably not going to happen. Right. What you really, if you're a fitness instructor or anything sort of in that realm, what you need to be utilizing your Instagram for is portraying and telling people your core values. Like, why did you get into this? Who exactly do you want to be for people? Right. Like, who, who are you? Why, why did you decide to become a fitness instructor? Is it yeah. because, you know, you felt really burnt out on what you were doing before, or because you found the one missing piece for you that like really propelled you forward? Like what exactly is it that you want to share? Yeah. What are your core values? And that is what you need to sort of break up into your content buckets. Right. So like, if as an instructor, if your core values are, you know, education, playfulness. Whatever they are, break those out into your content buckets. So for education, great. How are you going to get education across? Maybe you can do some, some like fun little small videos of like, hey, right. your pushups probably look like this. Instead, they should look like this. Yes. Yeah. That would be educational. That would be way more educational to me than just a random workout Right, Just video, like a joint, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I would say utilize your Instagram to get your core values out there and to connect with people, but not to work out with them. If you do want to share a free workout video, which you know I I think that's completely fine. I'm all for that. A lot of my clients do that. Do it as a lead magnet to build your email list. And this is something that we haven't touched on yet. But Instagram is another thing, and I'm sure you know you think about this as well. Like Instagram is great but we don't own our followers at all. Instagram owns your followers. And we like, you own your email list. Building your email list from your followers is one of the most important things that you can do as a small business. So the way you do that is through a lead magnet, you know? So it's like, yes, like share all these things on your Instagram, build up your following, build your audience, engage with all your people, but make sure you have a way for them to sign up for your email list because that is something that you own that is. And you know, it's like 141%. I think people are more likely to buy from email than they are from Instagram. It's some crazy statistic like that. So I'm pretty sure it's 141. Um, yeah. So just get people signed up for the email list. And if you want to share your free video, your free workout video for sure, do that, but have it as a pop-up on your website, have it as the first thing in your link tree or your link in bio, like use it as a way to keep in touch with people in a different way, because just throwing it out onto your Instagram feed gives you no data about these people at all. You're not sure if they're doing it or if they're doing it right. And then it's like, if they're doing it wrong, like then what happens? Like you're not there. Like it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I'm I'm so glad that that question popped up in my mind and that you were able to answer it so well because I I just see that so much and I kept envisioning so these people and I and I always wonder that too. Like um I'm like. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not ready to work out with you right now. (laughs) So like I'm busy. I don't know. I was just, I was just checking for like six or seven minutes. And I got to go. So yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. And like, yeah, if you're going to make the like little fun Instagram reels videos for like, you're saying like just some quality information and it's quick, Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. But yeah, let's not like do full workouts every day on Instagram.
1: (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, okay. So before I let you go, I would love to know, like, do you have a top thing you see that's like a top struggle? for, you know, your clients that are in this industry when it comes to marketing? Like, is it like, do you see a lot of like, they're low on confidence to get out there and talk to people? Or is it more about this branding stuff and getting that right? Like, what do you see a lot of that's a struggle? And then maybe the solution (laughs) to help. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people get decision paralysis. They feel like there's too much to do within marketing. So they don't do any of it. And, you know, I think like people look and they're like, oh my God, emails and social media and my website and pictures and, uh, and then they just stop. And (laughs) I think that is a real problem, but I do think, you know, what we covered earlier, like just figure out your mission statement first and kind of just let everything flow. You don't have to do everything all at once but you do have to define who you're going to be and who you're showing up as. And then your social media will come from that. Then your email list will come from that, but you do have to get really specific with who you are first and then sort of just systematize the little things because like it's 2021, we can automate and systematize so much more than we think we can. And it doesn't have to feel incredibly overwhelming and it can be really easy, but you know, I think that's, that is the thing that I see the most often. And for those people, I would just say like, just hire an expert, like just stop thinking that you can do it all and just hire an expert to help you because it will go so much further than you think it will.
0: Right. Right. Okay, cool. That's amazing advice. Speaking of hiring an expert, how can everyone find you, (laughs) which we will have it all in the show notes, but of course, like how can they make sure and follow you? um, on social, your website, all the, all the things, please.
1: Yeah. Social is probably the best way. It's, um, at foreverfriday.co on Instagram. And then on the website, you know, it's the same. It's just foreverfriday.co. Um, there's all the different ways that I work with people, whether I'm taking on -on one-on-one clients or if I'm fully booked out, then I have the course, which is five weeks to wait listed, or we go through like all the marketing and community building things. Um, and yeah. And the podcast, if you're a fan of Peloton, I've got a few Peloton instructors on there. So definitely. Oh my God. I gotta listen. This is exciting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay,
0: cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you so much